All right, Steelers fans, welcome back to another edition of the Steelers Fix interview series. It's Jeremy Betts. It's Andrew Wilbar here again with you, and we are incredibly excited for an incredible guest today who has graciously set aside some time in his busy schedule to come on the Steelers Fix and talk about his work and the upcoming NFL draft. Uh, the, the Steelers Fix is all about the NFL draft this time of year, as you know, so um our guest has 18 years of experience as an NFL scout for four different teams and then a ton of experience covering the draft and, and all the prospects that are looking to make their dreams come true. This April, uh, he is currently the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl. We're so excited to have Jim Nagy on the Steelers Fix today. Jim, how are, are you today? Uh, I'm doing, doing great, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. My first question for you is pretty simple. I mean, you're extremely busy. Uh, how do you get any sleep, man? How do you get any sleep this time of year? Uh, not getting a lot. Sure. <laughs> not getting a lot. This is, uh, but it's that time of year. I mean, this is uh, year five for me here at the Senior Bowl, so I'm, mm -hmm. I kind of, I, I kind of know what's coming once we get to uh, January. So, not a lot of sleep for me or anyone in the office right now. It's uh, busy times. Yeah, man. I'll bet. So. You know, on that topic, we'll just stay there. Tell us a little bit about the Senior Bowl. And, uh, you know, the slogan is the draft starts in Mobile. So really pumping up that this is where things get rolling for the NFL draft. Why is it such an important step in the pre-draft process for these? Yeah, I mean, I'll just tie it back to my time in the uh, my time in the NFL. I mean, I always valued this in the teams I worked for. I always valued the Senior Bowl over any over any event. You know, the combine, I feel like. At least the teams I worked for and the drafts I was a part of, when we made mistakes, we put too much stock in, in the combine and what guys were doing in shorts and T-shirts. So, um, yeah, you know, the last couple of years, we've had 106 players drafted each of the last two years. kind of weird that we wow. hit, hit the same number, but that was 41% uh, of the 2021 draft and 40% and of the, the 2022 draft. So um, the draft does start here in Mobile, and we had a – 45 of the top 100 players last year in the game, which was our best number since all these juniors started to flood the draft, you know, whatever that was 15 years ago now, probably. Um, so yeah, man, it's, uh, it's just, uh, again, this game has been great for a long, long time. I'm, I'm really, really lucky to be a part of it now from this side. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's just a great, it's a great evaluative tool for the league and, and we take there's a lot of responsibility here to bring the right players. So, uh, I don't take it lightly. And one of the true joys of watching both the senior bowl practices as well as the game is seeing the players who rise in recent memory. You know, we've seen a lot of offensive linemen. I always think of the offensive linemen. It was guys like Zion Johnson, Cole Strange, Quinn Maynard, Josh Jones, Ben Barch, just to name a few. This year, I'm really intrigued by the linemen that you've recruited to come to the game again this year, especially my Michigan man, Olu Oluwatimi, who I feel is extremely underrated. Which offensive linemen are you most excited to see compete this year? Man, you can't even ask me that question. That's like asking a, a parent, like, who their favorite kid is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited to see all these guys. Honestly, I just got off the, the call with one of our former players, Derek Brooks, hmm. uh, the great Buccaneers, uh, outside linebacker, one of our Senior Bowl Hall of Famers. And he yeah. – uh, and we were talking. I said, my favorite day of the whole year is player arrival day. That's like uh, Christmas Day down here, getting these guys all here. So I love – you know, and probably my second favorite day is when we put the pads on. So um, I'm excited to see all these guys. Yeah, Olu's, Olu's one I'm excited to see. He had a great year. That's my alma mater. 
um, and, you know, coming over from Virginia this year and, and winning the, winning the Lombardi and, and, uh, the Remington and all that had, had an unbelievable year. I mean, but one guy I'm excited to see and maybe see at a different position is Nick Saldaveri from, from old dominion. Um, a guy that when I watched him, I saw a center, he's playing right tackle at ODU. I just initial quickness, lateral quickness. Um, I think he's got a chance to be a really high end center. So look forward to seeing him take some reps there during the week, but you know, I want to see all these guys. They're all going to be put into different roles, and we've seen some guys. Like you talk about guys that have risen. Um, you know, Miners being one of them. You know, Miners had never snapped in a competitive game in his life before coming here that same year. Um, you know, Robert Hainsey from Notre Dame was in the same same boat. He played mostly right tackle and guard at Notre Dame, and came down here and snapped and looked more natural playing center than he ever had at guard or tackle. And um, you know, and started went in the third round. Came down here as like a sixth or seventh round pick. Um, based off all our all our grade sharing calls with the league and and helped himself like three or four rounds. So um, yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be a few guys from that O line crew. Send they always do. You know Cole, you brought up Cole Strange's name last year at this time. He was a fourth or fifth round pick for every team we spoke to, and yeah. he ended up going in the first round. So um, this this week sets up well for those big guys if they come down here and compete hard. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the biggest deals about the Senior Bowl uh, is also giving these guys that played maybe at smaller schools a chance to show what they can do against, you know, guys who have played in the Big Ten, in the uh, SEC. And, you know, it, there's there's no more conferences. There's no more. Uh, it's not where you came from. It's it's you're you're here. You're a part of the Senior Bowl roster. What can you show? Um, you know, the, the, the Steelers. Um, picked Kenny Pickett this last year uh, who played in this in the senior bowl he was a senior bowl participant in 2022 and uh, playing at Pitt uh, ACC competition is still pretty good but he didn't get a chance to go up against a lot of these SEC guys uh, a lot of these big 10 guys that you see but um, you know what what can Steelers fans expect from Kenny in year two based on what you saw out of him at the senior bowl um I just I would expect growth you know I mean I, I don't get to watch a lot of NFL stuff. I mean, obviously I can catch games when they're on national TV and whatnot, but I'm so focused on watching our college tape that I don't, I don't watch any pro tape, um, you know, during the fall. So, but just, you know, obviously we follow our guys and I followed Kenny and he really finished up the year. Well, mm -hmm. took care of the football. They won some games. I know they got hot and they got, they got coach T, um, you know, his, his streak, kept his streak alive of, sure of uh, you know, his 500 or better streak. They're in Pittsburgh. So, no, Kenny's going to grow. He's going to grow with his teammates. I know that he he kind of had an immediate click with uh, George Pickens, which could be a pretty cool connection for years to come. And he's going to keep getting better. Um, you know, we, we, saw, we saw a big jump from, uh, you know, he actually committed to play in the 2021 Senior Bowl. And then uh, Coach Narduzzi talked him into coming back that year. So those were some interesting phone calls between Kenny and myself and, and, and Coach Narduzzi. But uh, – but he, he did. He helped himself. You know, we had a fourth round grade on him the year before, right. third or fourth round. I can't remember somewhere in that range. And then he goes back and becomes a first round pick. So he was he was one of those guys that made a really nice late career jump in college. And, um, you know, those guys, when guys do that, you know, there's there's still really good football out in front of him. So he'll uh, he'll continue to make strides year two. You always make that big jump, you know, into your second year. So um, excited to see how Kenny finished up that year. It's amazing when you talk about, you know, the different backgrounds of each of these guys, each of them, like you're just talking there about picket and, you know, you have some that are older prospects, some that are younger, some that are smaller school, some bigger school, and just the way that the week works, you know, 
in practice each day, being trained by NFL coaches. One guy who has an interesting background is one of our favorite draft prospects uh, here, Jeremy and I's, is uh, Siaki Ika, nose tackle from Baylor. We think he could be a p- potential fit with the Steelers um, and just what the Steelers need in the interior of that defensive line right now. Give us a few names of some guys that are going to be competing at the Senior Bowl along that defensive line that fans, including Steelers fans, should be keeping an eye out for. Yeah, I mean, you've had so many good defensive linemen over the years up there. There's, it's, it's been a great position group, but great position room for years and years up in Pittsburgh. But I would say, like, you know, Byron Young at Alabama um, is the guy to keep an eye on. Uh, a year ago, we had Phil Mathis in the Senior Bowl, uh, Byron's teammate. And uh, he went in the second round last year to the Washington Commanders. I think Byron's a little twitchier, um, has a little more disruptive potential than than Phil did. So uh, to me, I think the floor is probably the second round. I don't, I, don't, I mean, he'd have to have an awesome spring to get all the way in the first, I think. But um, I don't think he gets out of round two. So Byron Young would be a name. Zach Pickens from South Carolina is another guy, another big body um, with a lot of tools. He has length. He's got girth. Uh, he's hard to move in there. And then if you move out towards the edge, you know, like Keon White at Georgia Tech is a really interesting player because he's so darn athletic and um, and, and instinctive. He's, uh, he's got some natural pass rush to him. If you look for a guy that, that really might show out during the uh, one-on-one pass rush stuff that people like watching down here, it, it, it's going to be Keon White from Georgia Tech. So, you know, continuing with some of the talk about some of these prospects, um, the Steelers are probably going to need some linebacker help this year. And, uh, you know, a, a guy that many Pittsburgh fans probably familiar with is Servacia uh, uh, Dennis, uh, who, you know, he statistically he had a better season than a lot of these guys who were mocked in the first couple of rounds. You know, what, is he, what does a guy like him need to prove at the Senior Bowl to gain buzz and boost, boost his draft stock? Yeah, you know, with the linebackers, um, a lot of it down here is the coverage stuff that you don't see a lot in college. So a lot of the one-on-one stuff being manned on tight ends and backs, I think that's going to be big for him. Um, also the meeting room time and, and the ability to take control, be a leader on the football field with a new group of players around you is always big. And I know the guys up at Pitt love Servassier, um, you know, and talk, really talk about, you know, the makeup of the player. I think, I think it's going to be good for teams to see that up close. I mean, it's always great to see guys down in the field, make adjustments and, and take control of, like I said, of new guys. It's one thing to be at a place for four years, five years, and, be familiar with another group of players, but to come in and come in right away and take control, that'll be big for him. Um, and then in the game, you know, then in the game, special teams is always big for the linebacker crew. Very few of these guys step right in day one and become NFL starters. So, you know, they're going to have to cut their teeth a little bit on special teams. So I think that's where um, a lot of these backers, that's, I know just, you know, there's what's going to happen is inevitably these special teams coaches, the first tape they're going to put on, when they get into the, the evaluation process is senior bowl special team tape. So any of those backers that stand out um, down here in Mobile will always get kind of a leg up on the rest of the special teams guys in that year's draft class because they uh, they get to see him see it see see him do it down here against the best of the best. Another position that the Steelers are that they have a really big need at right now is cornerback. And I'm really intrigued by the different types of corners you have. You have some really good off, you know, off coverage guys like a Riley Moss. That I see a guy who's a savvy veteran, been in Iowa for a while, has really good ball skills. And you have guys like Devon Witherspoon who just came on the scene this year. Um, and then you also have a small school guy, Daryl Luter Jr., um, I believe from South Alabama. You've gotten an interesting collection of guys. How do you go when you're making, you know, these calls and these invitations um, to these prospects? 
how do you determine, you know, what you believe is the best fit for the guys that come to the senior bowl and kind of a second half of that question, maybe name one guy, maybe a guy like Luter Jr., maybe a guy that not people are familiar about and tell us just a little bit about his game and what Steelers fans should be paying attention to. Yeah. I mean, at any position, again, you're, you're right now for us and we have to scout for all 32 teams. It's uh can make it a little easier a little easier in some sense scouting for a team when you're a team you're really drilled into a certain kind of player that fits what your coaching staff wants here we're kind of opened up to everybody but it makes it harder in the sense that it's a bigger pool to choose from but you're just trying to bring the best football players um i want guys that are competitive we have we have a you know a short practice week i want those practices to be spirited and, and competitive so you want guys that you know play with energy and urgency so that's always a big thing in the secondary with those guys and yeah there's there's different Different skill sets back there. Um, you know, my last job in the league was with the Seahawks, so I, I kind of partial the bigger corners, uh, bigger, longer guys with, with physical traits. So um, you're going to see you're going to see a lot of big bodies down here, like Julius Brents from Kansas State's got the longest wingspan of any corner that's come out, and I think since we started doing the, the wingspan measurement like 15 years ago, um, there's a lot of body types that way. But you know, you, you ask about Darrell Darrell Luter. Um, He's right, you know. He's he's going to be in his he's going to be in his home field down here in Mobile, out in South yeah. Alabama. So he's he's at least going to have uh, familiar surroundings. So he should he can't complain about that he's that he's <laughs> not comfortable down here because at least he'll he'll have practiced and played in that stadium quite a bit. But he's a he's a physical player. He's had a lot of ball production the last two years. Uh, he's a good tackler. He can get the ball out. The biggest thing with Luter, he can finish when he's when he's in position to make a play. Um, he usually finishes the play. So, um, yeah, he's a guy we're real familiar with. He actually refereed in our flag foot in our Risa Senior Bowl youth flag football league down here in Mobile, which awesome. we have out at South Alabama in the fall. But no, really good player. Most of the league has him in the fourth or fifth round right now. So he played this year with a cast on his hand for most of the year. Yeah. Um, so I look forward to him being fully healthy down here during the week, got that cast off, and uh, see if he can get his hands on some balls. Well, Steelers uh, defensive backs coach Grady Brown is uh, handling the defensive coordinator duties for the national team this year, so I'm sure he'll be uh, eyes on those guys for sure. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you select the coaches uh, for for the Senior Bowl roster, and then you know what kind of advantage uh, that can be for for those guys when they're evaluating prospects. Yeah, a new process for us this year. Um, we've had the full coaching staff for 73 years. Um, the league office kind of flipped that on us this year. And uh, you know what? It is it is what it is. We think it's going to be a really good thing for our players. You know, rather than just having two teams leaving Mobile with, with intimate knowledge behind the scenes of our guys, we're going to have 16 teams represented down here. So um, it makes for a little bit more of a challenge on the logistical end of, of getting everyone down here on the same page. Like you talked about the, the, the nomination and the voting process. We did that two days ago. Sure. Um, it was some – representatives from the league office, a couple of GMs from the uh, general manager's advisory committee, myself. Uh, we put the, we'll put together the staff that way. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a little more of a, a uh, little more of a process leading into the week. But once we get all the players here, um, I, I think it's a benefit to them because they'll have so many, so many teams, so many different teams um, that are going to be eating, eating three meals a day with these guys sitting in position meetings with them. Um, you know, those, those are great connections. Those are great takeaways for the team. So um, I'm excited for our players. I got a question that comes from one of our fellow staff members and draft guys at the website, Matty Peverell. He wanted me to ask this question. 
if you had to pick a candidate to prove their doubters wrong in this class. Now, I know this is kind of a big question because you have a lot of different draft prospects that are going to be coming to this event, but there's a lot of different players that have dealt with different adversity. And you're familiar, I know, with some of their backgrounds. What is one player in this class who you believe, just from what you've heard from people inside the league, maybe, you know, just different contacts that you have that, you know, maybe a lot of people have concerns about this guy in a certain aspect of their game. Who do you think with a good senior bowl week can prove their doubters wrong the most this year? Um, I don't know. It's, it's a tough question. I, you know, one guy that comes to mind is, is Isaiah land from Ford A&M um, played a defensive end position in college, led the, led the, led the country last year, any level with 19 sacks, you know, won the Buck Buchanan award for the uh, top FCS defensive wow. player. And his numbers were down a little bit this year, but I think where Isaiah's at, what he has to prove, I mean, he he played a lot of this year in about the 215-pound range, and that's that's just not an NFL pass rusher body type. So uh, hopefully he comes to Mobile. Hopefully he's been, he hasn't played since the end of November. Hopefully he's put in a lot of good work here over these last two months. It'll be interesting to see what he tips the scales at. Hopefully he's, he, hopefully he's put on about 10, 15 pounds, and he's at least 225, 230-ish, which would put him in the range of guys like Brian Burns and, Vic Beasley and and uh, and even a guy like uh, um, Bruce Irvin, who uh, I was with in Seattle when Bruce came out of West Virginia that year. He was only like 228 pounds. So hopefully Isaiah gets his weight up to that range and he comes down here and has a good week um, because he does have natural pass rush. You don't you don't get 19 sacks without knowing how to rush. Um, he's got some cool natural movement to him as a rusher as well. So um, I think he's got he's got some you know doubters to prove. Uh, to prove wrong just in terms of uh you know being able to put on and, and keep weight yeah there's so there's so many guys you can look at i'm sure you know as you bring in prospects and you're and you're looking through um their backgrounds and as a as a guy with a scouting background yourself uh really deep diving uh, their skill sets and and their um their traits that they're bringing in uh just got to be uh an incredible experience for you every year uh, from lead up to the actual game day, uh, you know, just, just living the dream. Uh, I, I'd assume for a guy uh, that has that experience and everything. So, you know, just to close out, uh, kind of give us a vision for uh, what you have in store for the senior bowl uh, in the future. And then uh, tell, tell uh, our listeners where they can find you on social media and, and how to watch the senior bowl. Um. Yeah, man, that's a big question. Uh, <laughs> so we, you know, next next year is our 75th anniversary, so it's going to be fun, yeah, and we're going to put yeah. together a, a 75th anniversary team, which is always fun, and, and kind of mm. blow that out. It's going to be a big year. We'll um, already got some big plans for that. So no, we're trying to get better in every area, you know, and that's our that's our football operation. Our, we're hopefully our draft numbers will be better this year. I mean, we've we've had a couple record breaking years in a row, but we're always trying to get better. So it'd be nice to break that 106 mark where we've been. Mm. Um, you know, and then just maybe add some events moving forward, but but really just trying to create the best event we can for these players. I mean, that's that's the bottom line with this whole thing. I mean, this is – I feel like I work for the 32 teams just trying to put together the best rosters possible, and I work for the players, you know, trying to create the best environment for them to be successful. So um, that's what the focus is going to be moving forward. And in terms of the social media stuff, yeah, we're, uh, we're cranking stuff out every day. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been a year-round 365 thing trying to build this thing out five years ago. I think our first year we had 40 million impressions and this year we had over 400 million impressions. So, awesome. um, wow. 
you know, so at Senior Bowl Twitter, uh, my my personal Twitter, um, we are we are always cranking out stuff and just trying to educate. You know, I just try to use my time in the NFL to try to educate fans on the on the scouting process and, and things of that nature and share some things I'm hearing from around the league because there's not a lot of insiders that have spent time in the NFL. Mm. Um, people in the media that have actually spent time with teams. So that's all that's all I try to do with the social media stuff and um, yeah, just trying to trying to grow this game as best we can. Well, Jim, thank you so much for joining us on the Steelers Fix. We really appreciate you taking the time, and uh, I'm sure our listeners are going to enjoy this, and good luck to you uh, in the, the Senior Bowl coming up. It's right around the corner. Um, it, I'm sure fans can tune in. Uh, it plays – is it on ESPN or is it on um, local it's, networks? It's on, it, yeah, it's on the NFL Network okay. um, on the game, and then all three days of practice are NFL Network and ESPN. But, guys, i got to hop. i got to jump on NFL Series Radio now. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate it. you Thank having you. me. No problem. Well, that was Jim Nagy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much to, to Jim for joining us and uh, really appreciate him taking time. Obviously, very busy having to jump on to something else uh, right away. So uh, we thank Jim for being on. Andrew, just real quick to wrap things up, uh, what did you take away from, from having Jim Nagy on the show? Just the – you can tell that he is invested in an event like this. It takes a lot to put on – something this big a scale for this many prospects. And just to see just in the past few years, since he has taken over as the director of the senior bowl, how much this has grown. Uh, it, it is incredible. And each and every year we continue to hear more and more about the senior bowl. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, just a decade ago. Not that many people seem to, I wouldn't say not many people cared about the senior bowl, but it wasn't the big ordeal that it is now, you know, where, you know, every single practice fans are dialed in trying yeah. to figure out, you know, Oh, who's doing well, who's not. Oh yeah. This guy, we're going to drop him down, you know, a grade because, mm. You know, he struggled in the reps today in practice. You know, Jim Nagy has been a big reason why the event has become what it is now. Um, so thankful that he was able to come on the show, um, just sharing some insight about both prospects yeah. and the Senior Bowl and everything that it entails. Um, just really yeah. grateful for him uh, taking some time. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to come back on the second half of the show uh, just real briefly uh, to – uh, kind of give an overview of Senior Bowl week from our perspective as well. Uh, kind of have a Senior Bowl highlight. So don't go anywhere. Uh, the Steelers Fix will be right back after this short break. Welcome back to the second half of the Steelers fix a big thank you once again to Jim Nagy for joining us in the first half of the show. Um, you know, just his insights into the senior bowl into the, the week coming up of that and, and what that entails for these prospects. And then also for us as fans looking to uh, get to know some of these prospects a little bit better. Andrew, I know I'm excited for it. I know you're excited for it. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit about the senior bowl, um, just from a fan perspective here, what we can get out of it as fans. And uh, you and I, we, we analyze these prospects a little deeper, especially you, you, you get into these prospects, prospects a little bit more. So how do you go about the coverage of the, um, senior bowl? Just kind of 
tell us how you do it so um, our listeners and and those of us who want to get into it more and start seeing some of these prospects, what do you focus in on when you're looking at the Senior Bowl? What I look on the most is the smaller school guys who don't get the opportunity to play tough competition or, you know, it, or even, you know, you have some power five schools, sometimes even the big 12 guys, I think of last year, the one mm-hmm. um, defensive lineman from Oklahoma who rose, the name is slipping me right now, um, but didn't have a ton of great production. But last year at the senior bowl showed out was still an early round pick. Um, I believe he went in the second round if I remember correctly. Um, but you have some guys that, you know, even in the big 12, they don't always play the greatest of competition. Um I'm looking at those guys, guys who don't play extremely difficult schedules, seeing how they do against quality talent. The talent, you know, it's vast in this area. You have sometimes some D2, D3 guys. You have some power five schools, group of five. You have everyone here. So an opportunity to see them going against guys they've never gone against before is the biggest thing. And you're seeing a lot of one-on-one reps in uh, the practices. And I think the big thing that comes out of Senior Bowl Week more most of the time, we talked about this with Jim Nagy, was – in the trenches, the linemen. We see a lot of linemen on both sides of the ball rise each year because you get a lot out of those one-on-one reps, you know, especially some of the smaller school guys, Quinn Maynard's uh, being one of them. And, you know, just thinking of the rise he had, it was just those one-on-one reps against guys that were household names from power five schools. You know, he's going against one-on-one on national TV in practice and everyone can see how he's faring, you know, compared to other people at the same position. Right. So I think that's the biggest thing, seeing guys that have never played against each other. I'm not, I don't care about teammates going against each other for the most part. Um, you know, it's telling if, you know, one of them gets blown up in a rep, but more than likely whatever happens there, it's not going to be a thing we, they haven't seen in practices before the team hasn't seen. So it's, you know, seeing guys that are from different teams practicing against each other one-on-one, mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing you can get out of it. And that's why I think it's so important for offensive and defensive alignment. Yeah, and you, you see kind of who rises up in the pressure who play like last year, we were talking about um, the weather situation. It was raining the whole week. And uh, you saw a, a guy that in Malik Willis, that quarterback who could still drive the ball in that weather. And some of the other quarterbacks were struggling a little bit. So you start to see little traits like that, that stick out. And, you know, in some cases overall um, what you see here, especially for these bigger school guys, the guys who've had a lot of experience in, big competition. Uh, it's not so much uh, that we haven't seen it yet. It's that we're trying to see what some of these other players, like you said, look like against uh, players of their caliber. So uh, yeah, man, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a lot of fun that week. And uh, you know, I'm going to be hoping to, to sit back and, and just watch some of these guys and, and definitely checking in on stats and everything. And uh, so Andrew, let's uh, just to kind of close out, um, I know Jim talked about a couple players that, that you were very intrigued by um, that, you know, could be potential targets for the Steelers, uh, especially later in the draft. Some guys that might have um, some traits that'll help them rise throughout the draft process here. Let's talk about some other players that stood out to us, stand out to us from the rosters. Um, and you can find the rosters on seniorbowl.com. You can find the rosters on NFL.com. Uh, basically anywhere that covers the draft, they're going to have senior bowl updates for you. So Andrew, go ahead and give us a player or a couple players at a Steelers position of need that, that stand out to you. I'm looking at a guy like McClendon Curtis from Chattanooga guys got terrific length. Um, probably going to be a guard still in the NFL. 
Uh, I'm really excited to see how he does. We've seen guys from Chattanooga before come to this event and show out. Um, but, you know, overall, being able to see him going against some top competition, that's going to be big for his um, development. I'm, my guess is that he is going to uh, be invited to the scouting combine, uh, but you don't get to see the one-on-one quite as much of the scouting combine as you do in senior bowl practices. So that's big for guys like him. Um, Jalen Duncan is another guy sticking with the offensive line uh, from Maryland uh, guy. He played a lot of tough competition this year. Some of his tape is good. Others it's got you wondering, you know, the, is he playing over his feet too much? Does he lack awareness? Is he just, you know, he has the traits. He just hasn't put it all together. Uh, consistently enough. Uh, so I'm excited to see how he does against, you know, going against multiple different guys. Let's see how he does against some of these power rushers, these speed rushers. He's going to get a little bit of everything this week. And I'll leave one other offensive line name more on it is Cody Moss, the guy I mocked the Steelers in round one of mock draft 1.0. This is the event where I felt he has the, he had the best chance to prove himself. Just based upon looking at the rosters, the other guys who are invited, he has a prime opportunity to take over this week. And it's going to be telling as to, you know, whether he's going to be a better fit in the NFL as a tackle or as a guard. A lot of people are projecting him inside. This is his week to prove that, you know, hey, I can still play on the outside. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. And, you know, <clears throat> I wouldn't put it past Pittsburgh to to go after a guy with some versatility early in the draft that can start at guard potentially and sw- kick out to tackle uh if the Dan Moore Jr. experiment which I I sort of get the feeling that the Steelers are kind of in that for the long haul I don't know why I hope not um you know another example of like we talked about like I've been harping on settling for mediocrity a little bit at at important positions at important um you know the the offensive coordinator position as well uh same type of situation but, Andrew, I want to ask you real quick about your Michigan guy, Olu Oluwatimi. Um, there's a chance, I really believe, that with a good senior bowl practices and game, this guy could shoot himself up into the conversation as the first center off the board. Yeah, I agree. I think it's – at this point, you know, my guy Cedric Van Praan announced that he's returning to school. Yeah. So now you've got a three-horse race at the top, in my opinion. John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota yep. – which we'll a good player. Well. He's a good player too. He is a very good player. Yep. The only concern is that he's 24 years old already. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a little bit older prospect may not have quite as much upside, but he's, he's stable. Um, and then your Ohio state guy, Luke Whippler, yep. um, who really impressed down the stretch this season, but then Oluwatimi, uh, you know, he's got, you know, again, another traits guy, but a guy who's actually proven it, you know, he struggled a little bit in that final game against TCU got blown up on a couple plays, but for the most part, you know, when he, gets out of his stance cleanly after snapping that ball back when he gets set he has been pretty much flawless in pass protection um and as a run blocker i mean michigan's success on the ground speaks for itself those yeah. two runs against ohio state of donovan edwards they were sprung by blocks led by oluwatimi um so this guy's got it all uh you know i, I don't understand the people that are saying you know fourth fifth round grade on i i don't see that at all i think he's gonna grade out much better in this week he has a chance to prove it against a defensive line class that i think is good but not great you have siaki ika keanu benton and then a lot of unknowns um i think you're gonna have a couple guys that are gonna you know surprise us uh, and will make it look like a good group at the end of the week you know that's how jim Nagy always makes us such a good group right. um but you know looking at all he's got it all i'm excited to see how he does 
um, specifically against power guys. You know, that's the biggest concern. He doesn't have a ton of bulk. He's 6'4", 310, more the build of a Marquise Pouncey, uh, really. So I'm excited to see how he does against some of these bigger, maybe nose tackles. I'd like to see him go against Ika a few times, see how he fares. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, kind of just rounding out this this offensive line group, um, Dewan Jones has a chance out of Ohio State to really boost his stock. That's a big dude, and uh, teams are going to be salivating just over his physical traits. And if if he can put something together here, Senior Bowl, uh, it's going to be fantastic. And then Osiris Torrance has the chance to be the first uh, interior offensive lineman taken in the draft this year. Um, he's a fantastic player, uh, a guy I wouldn't mind seeing the Steelers uh, snag in the first round as well. Uh, Andrew Voorhees out of USC. Some bigger names, obviously, there in Darnell Wright, who could be a uh, – third round, fourth round pick um, in, in some drafts. For Dewan Jones, do you think there's any chance that he slides into guard? I haven't seen enough tape of him yet, uh, but do you think there's any chance he slides into guard at all? I wouldn't say so just, just based on his size, because they're going to talk, they're going to talk about um, uh, what's the Eagles, the Eagles draft pick um, or not the, the draft pick. No, I'm thinking of the uh, – oh, man, now he's he's their offensive tackle, but he's their big – he's their big left tackle. Oh, um, Jordan Malata? Yeah, Malata, because he's such a big dude, right? He's got that length. He's got that size. Um, you know, I think that that's kind of what they're they're going to see him as. I wouldn't be surprised if he were even to, to sit first year and kind of just be a, a tackle in waiting – but I don't know if he would actually fit on the interior of the of the offensive line just based on his size and and his dimensions. But that's just me. Uh, obviously, teams will will you know get him on the field, get some experience for him. He could kick into guard, I guess, if you want to try to do that. Um, let's move on to cornerback. I've got some guys here that are intriguing to me. Um, Devon Witherspoon out of Illinois uh, is really intriguing and a Big Ten school, but a, a school that doesn't get a lot of of hype with the other uh, squads, the Michigans and the Ohio States, uh, even Wisconsin, Iowa. Those guys get get more um, representation in the draft typically than Illinois does. Uh, but Witherspoon is just a really fluid player. Um, I think with a good senior bowl here, he could really skyrocket his, his draft status, and he could be a guy that the Steelers could target if they go offensive line in round one. Uh, maybe a guy – even with that 32nd pick that could be in play if there's a kind of a run on cornerbacks at the end of the first round, which I think there could be because you're going to see some of these guys go early, but I think you're going to see a guy like uh, Keely Ringo fall a little bit. And then you're going to see um, a, a slot guy um, like Phillips, you know, uh, maybe fall a little bit because, because he's a nickel cornerback and, and, you know, it's not going to be as like, uh, it's top 10 pick we need to spend on this guy, but guys like Christian Gonzalez, Cam Smith, those guys are going to go a little earlier maybe. And so you're looking at a guy like Devon Witherspoon who could really uh, be like the back end of that top tier uh, cornerback group. And he may even play himself into more contention than that. We'll see. Um, did you have anybody in this cornerback group that you're looking at? I know we talked about um, Daryl Luter Jr. with, um, with Jim Nagy, anybody else standing out to you? Yeah, I've got one guy, but on Witherspoon, I think if he shows out this week, he may become the CB1 in this draft. Oh, wow. Really, I, I could see him going that high. Um, teams really seem to like him. And my only concern is he does get a little grabby. That's why I'm not the biggest yeah. fan of him. 
but, you know, still opportunity to at least, you know, be neck and neck with Joey Porter Jr. And, you know, Christian Gonzalez right there at the top. Um, but Makai Blackman is a guy I really like out of USC. I find it tricky. If the Steelers can't get like a Clark Phillips, like we were talking about, you know, early on, a backup plan could be Makai Blackman. Maybe the, with that third round pick, the Steelers still haven't taken a corner. Or maybe they've taken a corner, but they address other needs in free agency and we can get that second corner that, you know, you and I both feel we could use and the inside, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of bulk, still needs to add a little bit of weight, 5'11", 175, but he's got pretty good traits overall. He's got good speed, got good closing speed, recovery mm-hmm. speed, anything in the speed department he has outside of excellent, just straight line, you know, speed. He may run, you know, a high 4'4", four, four, low 4'5", four, um, but on tape, you know, he doesn't you know, lag behind. That uh, play speed the, is there, right? Yeah, the play speed is there, and that's important. Yeah. Um, so keep an eye on Makai Blackman for sure. Really good stuff. And then let's just – let's talk about linebacker a little bit here because that's going to be something that's going to be a hot-button topic uh, as we approach the draft uh, before we close out. We'll just – we'll finish out with linebacker. Um, Ivan Pace Jr. and uh, Owen Papoe – Papo? Is that how you say it? Papo? I think it's Papo, but Papo? I'll, I'll try to get that pronunciation. Okay. Once, yeah. once, Mel, once Mel Kuyper gets his pronunciation down, I'll get it from him <laughs> and then give that to you. Papo, okay. Owen Papo from Auburn. Those two guys are intriguing to me because they kind of fit that mold of those um, of those run and cover linebackers that uh, you're seeing come out today. A little bit smaller. Um, Ivan Pace Jr. Uh, specifically reminds me of JOK from uh, this from a couple drafts ago, 2021, I believe. Uh, just in how he plays the game, the the size, speed type situation. Um, those are two guys that I've got my eye on. Uh, as potential mid-round picks here for the Steelers to address that position where they could address some more high-profile positions earlier in the draft. Anybody standing out to you there uh, um, other than Dennis from Pittsburgh that we've talked about uh, even with uh, Jim Nagy earlier? Yeah, DeMarvian Overshones, the guy doesn't have a ton of bulk, but he has good length. Um, decent athleticism. D. Winters, who we talked a lot about, struggled in the national championship game, but played really well against Michigan. Um, so those are both guys to keep an eye on. And one guy who may uh, NFL teams, if they feel like they he can add a little bit of extra weight, could transition to linebacker, a safety JL Skinner, who is an excellent athlete. Six foot four, 220 pounds, will probably run a sub four five in the 40. You know, he's he's gonna be a hot commodity. Um, I believe Jim Nagy mentioned him. Um, if I remember correctly in that interview, um, but he's a guy that teams are, are going to like because of that athleticism, that man is, can do a lot physically. Absolutely. All right. Before we go, Andrew rapid fire, give me three or four more guys that you're really watching, uh, this weekend, or, um, I'm sorry, not this weekend, senior bowl weekend. <laughs> Keanu Benton. I want to see if he's can do anything more than be a stiff presence in the middle. I want to see if he has any Twitch, see if he can do anything in those one-on-ones, um, obviously our guy, Eric Gray, who we yeah. talked about, um, who yes. we interviewed another guy, Thomas Incum, who, by the way, is going to be on the show next week, um, for the Steelers fix podcast. So be sure to check out next week's show. Very good guy. Excited to see what he does at an edge rusher out of Western Michigan. Um, and you know, one, one extra guy, tight end Davis Allen tight end from Clemson is a guy 
his athleticism, there'll be concerns up until the scouting combine, but a guy who can do a little bit of everything. I'm excited to see what he can do. He's one of those guys I'm going to watch for in the game. See if he can make a couple big catches in the game, make his presence known as a, as a receiving threat. And if he does that, I think he can work his way into the middle rounds of the draft. Absolutely. You want to know my pick for um, draft crush of the year right now? If he has a good senior bowl. Uh, can you guess it? Can you guess it? Dewan Jones? Nope, nope. Siaki Ika out of Baylor. Oh, We've been yeah. talking about him. But I think Senior Bowl week, he's going to push some dudes around. And the combine, he's going to he's gonna show up and he's going to put up some, some crazy numbers. Your guy Andre Carter, too. Yes, Andre Carter. Oh, man. Andre Carter. Uh, we'll talk about him some other time. Uh, we got to go here, but we'll talk about Andre Carter uh, because he he's intriguing to me. Uh, out of Army, uh, if you haven't got a chance to to watch this guy on some tape, go YouTube Andre Carter the second out of Army, an edge rusher, and uh, you know bring some paper towels because you're gonna be drooling by the time you're done. So Ooh. anyway, <laughs> all right, that's gonna do it for us on the Steelers fix. Uh, another thank you to Jim Nagy for joining us. Uh, incredible uh, interview and I hope you guys check that out and don't forget to uh, stay up with behind the steel curtain.com for all of your Steelers news and notes this off season for Andrew Wilbar. I'm Jeremy Betts. We'll see you next time on the Steelers fit. Mm-hmm.